Welcome everyone to Play the Kids. <laughs> I know it's been a long time, but I'm here. We are sponsored by Roughneck Scars, and we're a proud part of the beautiful Game Network. I, myself, am Kevin McCamish, and you can find me on the USL show, uslnews.com, and of course Twitter, Play or Stitcher, using our website, playthekids.com. It's been well over a month since our uh, last episode. So right off the bat, I would like to apologize to everyone. It's been entirely my fault. Um, I've been trying to get something out for like two weeks now, maybe longer. Um, just haven't been able to find the time. Uh, ever since I got a promotion at work back in May, I've just gotten busier and busier and busier. It's a job that really keeps me focused all day long. Um, Doing something that I love, something I'm really, really good at. My background is in mathematics, so uh, the really heavy data analysis and stuff that I do um, gets to use all of my brain. Kind of, I don't know if it's a, necessarily a dream job, but it's it's certainly the the best job I've ever had as far as something right up my alley. But that like takes up all of my time. So even though like. The people I work with and my boss are super awesome, and if I would, if I ever had a chance to get all my work done, nobody would bat an eye if I was doing little, doing little Timbers work. Um, unfortunately, every time I turn my head, there's two more things to do. So, uh, been super busy there. In addition to that, my wife, bless her soul, she's gotten a part-time job, so she's working about 20 hours a week. Uh, my daughter started playing soccer. Uh, this fall, so two soccer practices a week plus a game on Saturdays. Um, I myself have actually finally returned to playing soccer um, in the Timbers Army Co-ed 7v7 League. Uh, five years, five or six years ago, I wrecked my knees in uh, men's competitive 7v7 that was out on the east side in Gresham. Um, haven't played soccer since, so really awesome to get back into that. Um, having an absolute blast. Uh, but uh, my life is just getting super, super busy. And it's just going to get busier. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I scored my first goal this past Sunday and the game winner to boot, so that was super exciting and very rewarding. I was very happy to finally get get on with that but anyway with all that going on it's pretty much a miracle i can find time to sleep let alone you know watch t2 play watch other usl games write articles um etc the nice thing with the usl show is that we always record at the exact same time every week i can plan around that um i continue to to be part of that show uh will continue to be part of that show you know, there's nothing in it that, that I foresee changing on that front. Um, but I haven't been able to kind of set up that luxury with Play the Kids. Uh, and recording solo like this uh, is never really ideal. In this particular case, I have purposely... Uh, I'm purposely doing this episode solo because of uh, an announcement I have to make. But... Um, Normally, you know, like Josh is super busy too. I'm getting even busier. Uh, 
it's it's been very very difficult to find the extra time needed uh, to record an episode, even though this is my show and my my creation. Um, but the nice thing about that is being my show, being my creation. This is where I can I can actually officially announce to the public um, biggest bomb bombshell probably uh, effective. The day of MLS Cup this year, December 8th, 2018, I will officially no longer be part of Stumptown Footy. Um, this show is already no longer going to be found on Stumptown Footy. Um, and I will be stepping away from my position as contributing editor with that team. While officially December 8th, it's not like I've had time to write anything and... It's not like I've been able to put up my, my Play the Kids show on the website um, anyway. So <laughs> officially my last day is MLS Cup, but pretty much you know everybody's already written me off, um, which is unfortunate. When I, told them on, when I told them on our Slack channel, uh, literally like, hey, guys, here's my situation. I've got to call it quits. Uh, and literally nobody responded. I don't, they probably, some of them are like, who are you? We haven't seen you in such a long time. And that's fair. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm the second longest tenured member of the entire team um, behind only the glorious Mr. William Conwell. And earlier this season, Chris Reifer retired. And that kind of actually delayed my own plans to retire midseason because um, he got to it first. And I think on the day I was going to be like, hey, guys, I think I should probably step away. They were like, hey, guys, Chris Reifer is going to retire next, like in the next week. And I was like, Oh, well, I'll keep this news to myself for a little while longer then. Um, you know, and, and my lack of content on Stumptown Footy in regards to T2 has really nothing to do with my leaving Stumptown Footy. And nobody on the team, none of it has any anything. Like, like they have not done anything to, like, make me quit. They're not pushing me out, none of this stuff. Um, this is, again just since may my life has gotten better uh in many aspects but also significantly busier um and i just haven't unfortunately had the time that i need to devote to Stumptown, to play the kids to t2 all this stuff um it has been an amazing five years maybe longer uh, with Stumptown Footy and all the work that I've done there. Um, but I just I haven't had the time to do anything in relation to this podcast, which is obviously the most dear thing I've ever created on behalf of the Timbers soccer community. You know, But I haven't had any time to produce any written content, all that stuff. And since I'm supposed to be the one managing all T2-related content on the site, eh, it kind of causes a problem. So I need to step back... Um, at perhaps temporarily, maybe in the future, I can I can be at a point where I can rejoin the team and, and provide content again or do something else. But for now, um, it, it, it this will be my last season with Stumptown Footy. Um, Play the kids. I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do with 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 Play the Kids right now, but we'll have to see. The main reason I've been trying to get an episode out, you know, is just so I can finally make this public. Um, I'll try to put something up in Twitter in a few days, uh, write something up and, and put that up just after the show goes live. 
Um, so basically, just a complete lack of time to do anything. I, I unfortunately have to step away. Like I said, the podcast may continue. I'm not entirely sure about this one yet. Um, if it does, I promise you it will be found exclusively on the Beautiful Game Network. Um, as I said before, we are no longer posting to Stumptown Footy um, just because Stumptown Footy is no longer hosting any independent podcasts. Um, the entire archive of shows is available on the Beautiful Game Network, so just visit our site, playthekids.com. It has all of our feeds, um, any episodes I've released since day one, you can find there. Um, I'm definitely going to be miss. I'm definitely going to miss being a part of Stumptown. Um, truly an amazing experience, especially when the only people that we had on the team keeping everything going was just Will, Chris, and myself. Um, but last August, Will was removed as managing editor, replaced with Zachary Kay. Um, but in that time, we have expanded the the team by a, a quite a lot. Um, Stumptown Footy is still looking for someone to cover the T2 beat, so let me know if you're interested in following in my footsteps. Um, I think we've been looking for someone just because I needed backup at the start of the season. And obviously now that I'm not doing anything, they still need somebody. Um, just a beat writer. I don't believe that they are going to replace my position as contributing editor, but I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in the time that we've, that like the past year, a little over a year, I guess, a year and a couple of months, you know, we've added a contributing editor dedicated to managing all of our Thorns content, um, built out a whole team for Thorns coverage. Uh, our Timbers coverage of all has also improved, and, and the most esteemed Roscoe Myrick, man, he got a job uh, with the Utah Royals, and that's super awesome, you know, like he did, he did such great work, got a real job that paid doing what he loves and i'm so proud of him um in his place we have three amazing photographers you know and and i've been around long enough uh like again i think since 2013 at least to see the original managing editor of the site from day one give the duties to will i've seen people come and go many leaving for the same reasons as i just you know not having the time anymore or getting to go on and do better things like roscoe and and really what Stumptown Footy has achieved in the past year, ha you know, having observed all that history of this of this website, is really quite remarkable. Um, I'm very proud of both the quantity and quality increase in the, that the team has achieved over the past year. And really, I'm, I'm pretty honored to have been part of that team for as long as I was. Um, it, it was just really awesome. I see nothing but great things in the future for the site. And like I said, who knows, maybe I'll come back as an editor emeritus in the future. <laughs> something, I don't know, something like that. But for now, I got to step away. It just does me no good to hold a position that I just can't devote any more time to. Um, this does not necessarily signal the end of what I do. And like I said, it does not necessarily mean the end of this podcast. But there's a couple of different paths I can take from here it's the ones that are available to me it really kind of depends on what time that i'm going to have available to devote to them next year um like i said i fully intend to continue to co-host the usl show um it's been a pure joy helping run that show this year um and provide content just on a, a league-wide basis to the many 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 listeners we have on that show and um though my winter availability you know, we'll have to see in the off season how it goes. But again, I attend to be 
fully invested in that show. Um, I also have the opportunity to step up at the Beautiful Game Network, which is actually really exciting. Uh, I could potentially become a managing editor to assist not just with one site, you know, as you know, as kind of like Stumptown Footy, like what Zach does, but actually assist uh, with all written content that they are developing at uh, the Beautiful Game Network. You can catch all that written content right now at uslnews.com. Uh, my good friend Carson is the one, uh, currently the only one running that setup, and and if there's time willing, I will be joining him, and we will work together to uh, develop the news site um, where you can basically get all of your USL news, and you know, that's really exciting for me. Um, if I can find the time to do something like that, I really hope I can, because that's kind of the promotion as far as this path that I've been following in sports journalism. That's kind of like the next step I've been wanting to to go to, is to, to run my site, run my own site. Um, in this case, helping to run and develop uh, an entire uh, leagues worth of news, not just one team, but an entire leagues worth of news. Um, so that's pretty exciting. And, and really, I hope I can do that. Um, it, it'd be really cool. So hopefully I can, I can do that next season. Um, now, of course, there's also this show, play the kids. And, um, I, I, as I created it, I really, really want it to continue, but I don't know what kind of time I'm going to be able to devote to that. Um, Josh himself is developing his own path as someone that covers the beautiful game. And I'm extremely proud of what he's accomplished this year. You know, not only is he part of the uh, front office for our, the fourth division in PSL PDXFC, you know, assisting the owners with their rebrand this year, helping develop that club and kind of build it from the ground up within this very crowded Portland soccer scene. Um, and, and that's a huge amount of work. And I'm super proud of what he's done with that. But now he's also part of Protagonist Soccer. Um, I don't have a website off the top of my head, but Google Protagonist Soccer. They're an organization that produces content for all the lower leagues of the U.S. soccer. Because I kind of, hey, here's something that nobody else is interested in. I'll become the expert. I will develop a podcast. I will produce content. Um, I'll fill that, oh, that, that niche. And, and I did that. And it was very rewarding. Um, and it's kind of fun to see Josh find his niche and, and how he's developing it, making it his own um, with the fourth division soccer stuff and, and, and college and, and high school soccer. Anything in the Pacific Northwest that's not professional soccer, like he's he's found that that niche. He's developing it. He's making it his own. And, and I, I really could not be more proud of that. Um, super awesome. I mean, I, I would love to try to convince him to bring the lower league soccer show to the Beautiful Game Network, but I don't know if he can. I think they're part of protagonists. We'll have to see. Maybe I'll just bring the whole thing. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but with me being the T2 expert, Josh being the lower league expert, you know, I'm sure we're still going to be around if anybody has any questions or wants to have a discussion, you know, about anything that's not MLS soccer. Of course, I'd be love. I'd be happy to have any discussion on MLS or Liverpool or anything like that, for that matter. Um, play the kids. They may, might even continue. Maybe it won't even be with me. Maybe we will continue the show. Um, I'm really hoping that Josh and I can record an end of the season slash playoff episode soon since, <laughs> hey, hey, T2 made the playoffs. And, and honestly, if I'm going to pick a year to call it quits, like uh, the year that T2 finally do something right and make the playoffs is a great year to do it. 
quit while you're ahead, right? <laughs> um, but if I don't continue to play the kids, like if I don't, you know, I have an option to give the podcast over to Josh and he can keep this alive covering all non-league soccer in Oregon. Um, that's an option. You know, him and I can continue it with just kind of covering T2 um, or or covering all soccer, Oregon soccer, like we've, we've tried to do here and there. There's different options. Um, I mean, if anybody out there is listening to this and, and really wants to kind of take take it over, like has this desire to run this show and cover T2 next year, like please hit me up and, and let's have a discussion because, you know, when you create something like this, I, I would love to see it continue. Uh, I think this podcast really fills a need, uh, a, 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 lat, you know, a hole in the coverage that is soccer in Portland. Um, just so I really want it to continue. I really do. And it probably will, but we, we got to see. So, um, like I said, if this is going to be my last season, couldn't be happier to ends on a high note. Um, best ever regular season performance by t2 despite what happened tonight when they played reno um but so they're guaranteed at least one playoff match it's i believe guaranteed or at least all but mathematically sealed that they will be doing it on the road um but you know definitely allows me to get into some much happier news with t2 so i'll dive into some of that um and and (laughs) Hopefully cheer people up a little bit. Kind of brought the bad news first. Um, so since our last episode so long ago, T2's played nine games. Uh, actually, ten. They played Reno tonight, and this is after the Reno game. So the, so they played ten games. That would be going six, two, and two? No, six, win- six wins. And I forgot how I wrote down the, the wins. It's usually, I think it's 6-2-2. Two, and two. Six wins, two losses, two draws. Anyway, uh, the games that they won, they secured their first ever playoff appearance. That was with a 2-2 draw away to Fresno on Saturday, September 22nd. It was disappointing, very disappointing, uh, that we gave up the equalizer literally at the death of that match. Um, I believe that there was three seconds left on the clock in extra time um, when Fresno got the goal that they probably didn't deserve, but they got it uh, because T2 could not seal the deal. They went up 2-0 and allowed Fresno to come back. Very disappointing. Um, But the draw was enough to mathematically clinch a playoff spot because of so many wins we've gotten this year, surprisingly enough. Uh, that that made, ensured that we were going to beat anybody else on the first goal or first tiebreaker, which is games one, um, and therefore we mathematically clinched the playoff spot. So five of those, uh, well, six of those ten games were at home. Uh, we secured 12 out of 18 possible points, pretty huge. Um, the two losses, I believe one of them was against Phoenix, uh, but of course, we'll discuss Phoenix later. The other one was tonight when we lost 2-0 to Reno. That's unfortunate. Um, but but the points that they did get were huge for securing a playoff spot. Their wins were against teams that they were directly competing for playoff spots. Um, and the you know Swift Park Rangers, San Antonio, St. Louis, all three teams I don't believe have yet to seal the deal and qualify for the playoffs. Um, 
Reno did tonight. So that leaves Swope Park, San Antonio, and St. Louis with uh, the only three teams that have the chance to qualify for two playoff spots. So one of them are going to be the odd man out. Um, but those were huge six-pointers that really helped uh, propel T2 up the table and just ensure that they were not going to be the odd team out. Um, I believe San Antonio is currently in ninth place. Um, kind of hope San Antonio gets in, but uh, I don't know over who because I would love to see St. Louis in there. Probably if Swope Park can, can fall all the way, that would be great. But, you know, we'll have to see. It's... It's huge. It's so exciting that T2 actually got the wins that really counted. Um, and now they think about it, the, the, the loss at home prior to Reno was actually a 3-2 loss to Orange County. Um, and that's actually, like, you, you can't even really worry about that because Orange County have been, like, hot as all get out. And they are currently in first place, um, extremely close to clinching that first place in the West. It's, it's really the only two teams that can even that can even finish first and second are in first and second orange County and Phoenix right now. So they're battling it out to see who, to see who finishes first, who finishes second, um, real monarchs that were first place for like the first half of the entire season. And a team that I had mentioned multiple times on the OCL show is like, well, here's a shoe in for first place in the West. Um, have certain, they've had themselves quite the epic stumble. Um, they prior to tonight hadn't won a game since like middle of August. They unfortunately beat um, OKC Energy, I think two one, barely uh, at home, of course, and so that probably kept them in fourth place. Um, I'd have to check and see the standings, but if I off the top of my head, I believe it's going to be Real Monarchs in fourth and Reno in fifth and Portland in sixth. But we'll have to double check. Either way. They've had a huge stumble. I was really hoping that they would lose to OKC, hoping that we would have won against Reno. That would have put us in fourth place, um, would have put us in a really good position to get a home playoff match. But as it stands, we only have one game left. It's on the road to Phoenix, which is the other uh, hot, hot, hot team that has separated themselves from everybody else. Uh, so getting a point there would be huge. Uh not out of the question, but probably unlikely. So I, I really, there's, uh, I don't think a home match is uh, is in sights anymore. But we made the playoffs, though. At least that's good, right? Um, in all of this, you, you really have certain players that have kind of st- stepped up, shown quite well. Uh, Marvin Loria playing out of his mind on the wing. I sincerely hope he earns a first-team contract in the offseason. Um, they really need to continue to develop him um, as he as he. I, I really think he's got a future in this organization. He's on loan, so if we sign him and, and like give him Barmby's contract, cut Barmby or sign Barmby direct to T2, give Laurie the contract, because Barmby's done quite well with T2, but it's obvious to me and hopefully other people that uh, – his level is USL. He is not an MLS player. Uh, he can, if he wants to play in America, the USL is where he will be successful at, and that's it. That's the ceiling, unfortunately. But um, I believe a couple years ago, a year or two ago, I said they needed to do that um, when swapping McIntosh and Hamilton, and they did that. I was right about that one because McIntosh was the better keeper. Uh, Victor Arboleda has also returned from his loan in Colombia. Um, that really ha- ha- has has helped have an effect on the team. 
Um, there are points out there that we would have never earned without some of his late goals and some super sub action from him. Uh, really could have used him tonight against Reno, but unfortunately he's out with a knee injury. Um, don't know how serious, but he did hurt himself in training. That's not good. Um, Loria actually didn't have a very good game tonight against Reno. He was subbed off very early in the second half. Looked like he probably took a knock in the first. So um, going into the last game of the regular season, a road game in the playoffs for the first time ever, uh, if we are out of our two best wingers, uh, it's not gonna. It's gonna be a real short postseason. I can tell you that much. Um, I don't want it to be a short postseason, but God. Now I know, like a uh, while back, one of our newest additions to Stumptown Footy, Isaac. Um, funny enough, the only person on the entire team who wished me well uh, after I told everyone I was leaving had a lot of questions about the Arbolate alone. So I'm hoping I can try to fill in some of those blanks, even though this was weeks ago. He may not even have these questions anymore. But Victor Arboleda, being on a first-team contract, he got loaned to a team in Colombia. Um, not really sure why. There was a brief announcement from the first team on that earlier in the season. I don't remember when they did it. June, I think, or or something. It was it was a while back. But when he returned from that loan, he was, uh, I guess we'll call it perma-loaned down to T2. Uh, basically, he was loaned for the entire T2 season, although that was, you know, by the time he got back, last month you know you were looking at like five or six games you know but still being what i call a perma loan loan for a quote an entire season usl requires an announcement be sent out for any season-long loans um so again even though this is the basically at the end of the season um it is technically a season-long loan and therefore requires the club to make an official Announcement statement. These are USL League rules. Um, I believe Isaac had found a lot of that all weird. Um, why they would announce these different things just with Arboleda and other stuff. I, if I remember right, I believe they had to make an announcement when Ibobasi and Langsdorf were loaned down um, for most of the season or all the season. Uh, seems like anything that t like the timbers do in regards to t2 any announcements they make um any stuff like that is they literally only do what is required of them by the league so if there's anything that you see the timbers doing that's weird uh in regards to it to a player being loaned to t2 or a t2 player or some sort of announcement out of the blue any of that stuff feel free to hit me up on twitter at kmcamishpdx um, one, I've been learning a, a lot about the USL as a whole. Um, I've actually been developing contacts in the league offices over in Tampa. Um, and, and I've learned quite a lot about USL. So if you have questions like that, like, you know, why are the Timbers doing such and such? Or, you know, why are they mentioning this thing about this player? Stuff like that. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Um, I can probably answer that stuff. Like I said, been learning a lot, continue to learn a lot, but um, another USL rule requirement, since we're on that topic, um, and this applies to T2 for the first time ever, is actually how the roster is allowed to be made up in the playoffs. A playoff roster for T2 cannot have anyone that has played less than five games for T2. Um, there is a special exemption for goalkeepers, since obviously you could have a backup goalkeeper on the bench all season and not play, still need him in the playoffs. Um, but as far as field players, you have to have played... 
I think, either at least five or more games. So players who could potentially help out T2 in a playoff run, um, not as many as you might think. So Adrian Dizpay, he's played 13 games, uh, 14 after tonight. Alex Mangle has played, uh, he's our goal, He's a goalkeeper. He's played 14 games now. Um, Andre Lewis started tonight. He's at 30 games. Um, Augustine Williams is at 25. Austin Pack, being a goalkeeper, he could be uh, eligible to help out. He's only played one game. Uh, Bill Toiloma could actually assist. He's played six games. Carlos, Angui- Carlos Ang- Anguiano, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he's an academy product. He just played tonight, his ninth game tonight, so he could actually pr- uh, participate in the offseason or postseason, I'm sorry. Um, Devin Jemga, he's played five games. He could he could help out. Langsdorf has played 28. Harold Hansen came on tonight, got his 14th appearance. Jack Barnby got his 23rd appearance tonight. Jimmy Mulligan also got his 23rd appearance tonight. They could help out. Um, Ibobasi, he's actually appeared 18 times. Uh, obviously, he's been seeing first-team action, minutes, bench appearances, etc., etc. So, uh, it's probably 50-50 on whether he helps T2 in the playoffs. Um, I'm leaning towards nope, because if he's needed for the first team at all, then they're just going to be like, we, you know, I mean, it's like, hey, here's a, here's a player we need. So, yes, we understand you're in the playoffs, T2, but we don't really care. It's basically, I think, what the f- first team staff is going to say. So probably wouldn't expect Jeremy to help. Now, if he does, fantastic. That would be huge. Um, but we'll see. Josh Phillips, 12 games played. Kendall McIntosh, 17 games played. He could help out. Batista got his 22nd game tonight. Marco Farfan could potentially help. He's played 10 games. Again, very much unlikely since he's backing up via Fania on the bench, and I believe he's the first team's only le- left-back depth. So probably not going to see him. But... Again, he has played enough games, so he could be eligible if maybe they're running out of bench space. Um, well, not that he would be on the bench. He'd obviously start, but you know what I mean. If they don't have 18 players. Uh, Loria, I believe he got his 29th game tonight, maybe his 30th, 29th, 30th. Either way, plenty of games. He could help out, hopefully, as long as he's not injured uh, or injured badly. Max Orn still has played seven games. He could help out. Uh, Modu Jadama got his 25th game tonight. Uh, Nathan Smith, he was suspended, but he's gotten 18 games, so he could help out. Renzo Zambrano's gotten 30 games. Roy Miller actually has seven games played with T2 this season, so he could participate in the playoffs. Um, And then Victor Arboleda has actually played 15 games this season. Um, But again, that's going to depend on how bad his knee injury is. Um, Really, really hoping it's not bad. But... uh, yeah, if, if he's healthy, I would assume he'll help out in the playoffs. Um, players that are close enough, if they play minutes in at least the last game, uh, but it's it's pretty much impossible. Well, not impossible, but I highly, highly doubt it's ever going to happen. Um, Dyron Esprit has played four games, so he didn't play at home. Um, I highly doubt they're going to send him on the road just to make him eligible to assist in the playoffs um, when it's going to be a road playoff game. So don't expect him. Um, Eric Williamson's played 15 games. I'm listing him here because he's on loan, and I do not believe Portland has a right to recall, um, which means it's 
unlikely to near impossible that he would return to help T2 in the playoffs. Um, but if he returned, he'd be eligible. Um, and then Terrell Lowe's played four games. Um, if he did not play tonight, if by some chance he played against Phoenix, he could help. My um, hope is he doesn't. Sorry, he's not been very good this year. Probably why he's only gotten four games. Um, so, yeah, so you've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You got about 20 players that can help in the playoffs, and, and that's at least enough to build out uh, a, a decent eight, you know, game day 18. So we'll see how it goes. Um, after tonight's 2 0 loss to Reno at Merlo, I really don't think T2 is going to have it in them to make it too far in the playoffs. I would love for them to do so, but I have to be realistic and just. You know they they did not play well at all, at, at all tonight. Um, you know Reno just ran them off the pitch during portions of the game, like most of the game. There were portions that T2 played quite well, but T2 couldn't just couldn't get a goal. But anyway, um, hopefully T2 can go far. Just keep the expectations realistic. So um, one other thing I want to mention, I think uh, as far as the team MVP this season. Uh, it's really a, cry, a tie between Loria and Zambrano. Um, both of them have been absolutely immense, and when they're both on, T2 are very difficult to defeat. Um, Langsdorf leads the, the team in goals with 14 in 28 games. Um, very impressive that Arboleda has 7 goals in only 15 games, and he's second. Um, pretty much any chance T2 has in the playoffs is going to require these four guys and McIntosh to be on the field. Um, Zambrano and Langsdorf shouldn't have any problem being out there. The, the problem is going to be Loria and Arboleda if they are not injured. It also means McIntosh needs to play with T2. Um, he played in the away game, the away loss to Sacramento, uh, the 1-0 loss down there the game prior to tonight, and performed superbly. Um despite the one no loss obviously but it's going to depend on the health of the first team goalkeepers if he's going to be able to help the playoffs i believe t2 but where t2 finish on the table is <laughs> was going to require at minimum getting all three points at home uh they did not get those three points against reno um, reno had a game in hand so um, they were coming into Portland uh, with this being kind of their last chance, their last likely chance to get any points at all um, at, at, for the end of the season because they have to now go, um, I believe they, they, go, they go back home, face Phoenix, if I remember right, and then they go away to Orange County. Um, and those, like I said, Orange County and Phoenix are the two best teams in the West right now, and teams don't all teams really don't stand a chance of taking points away from either of those sides. So I was really hoping we'd get three points at home, the Monarchs would continue to slide, that we'd be able to jump them. Um, obviously the Monarchs got their first win in like forever, uh, Reno beat us, so all of that kind of went out the window, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be finishing sixth place. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the, 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 what, what, what really upsets me about the Reno game is that, yes, they were on a good bit of momentum. They had a win-draw and a win-win record coming into this game, but 
Those wins were t- from teams at the bottom table. LA2, RGV, Tulsa. Teams that literally anybody should be able to beat. They're not impressive wins. The draw being against Las Vegas. Again, a low table, a bottom table team. None of those performances were should have been impressive. They just should have happened. Any t- team that's going to make the playoffs should be beating them. So the last time they faced a playoff team, they lost 1-0 to St. Louis. And I was like, hey, T2's won four of their five most recent games. Their only loss coming to the West Leaders against you know Orange County. So uh, I was hoping that T2 could could win. Unfortunately, they continue to not be able to beat Reno. I believe they are now 0-5-1 against Reno. They've lost five games uh, all time and only drawn one. So, like, of all six games they've ever played against Reno, they've only taken one point. It's not good. Not a good record. Um, probably should have seen that coming, but eh. hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So, <clears throat> Monarchs, they got to play home and then away uh, to a pair of teams that have been limited in the playoffs. Um, so, but so after or- Orange County, or I'm cutting it, Monarchs beat Oklahoma City, which I, they... I don't know if they should have because uh, Oklahoma City it was on was been on fire. They've been a really good team, a team that probably should have made the playoffs. Um, had some had some stuff earlier in the season gone their way, um, but now they've got they're gonna face Fresno home. They'll they could potentially beat them. Fresno if if Monarchs played like they did today, they'll probably beat them. Um, but I mean Monarchs at best are gonna get third place at the absolute best. Um, We'll just have to see how that works out. So, after tonight, T2's last game is traveling to Phoenix. Again, one of the two best teams of the West. Solid run of form. Um, they're battling it out for first place at Orange County. They're going to have everything to play for when they face us. Um, it's going to be a really tough game. Anything, obviously, can happen in soccer. T2 have shown that they can get results, both on the road and against good teams. Um, do I think they'll get a result? Objectively, this should be an easy three points for Phoenix. Um, subjectively, I would really like to see T2 maybe get a draw, perhaps even get a shocking win. Um, I'm sure T2 are going to play well. You know, I really hope that they will. Um, they're, if, if they're able to secure an early lead, don't expect that to last. Um, one of their glaring weaknesses this season, um, and not necessarily just this season. Obviously, it happens a lot to these guys. But, you know, T2 does have an inability to close out games. Um, they've gotten a lot more of their fair share of 1-0 wins and other one-goal wins. And, and one or two, I think only two, uh, come from behind wins, you know. So, so they, they've done so much better this season than they have in seasons past. But still, they have a difficult time when it comes to just having to stop and defend a lead. Um, honestly, I think the same thing can be said for the Timbers, though. Am I right? Uh, I always cringe when it's obvious that either the first or second team are going to drop and try to defend a lead. It just never seems to work out. Uh, ever. Um, if they can get a lead and continue to press and attack, maybe they can hold on against Phoenix. Um, maybe hell freezes over and Phoenix has a bad night. That can always happen. We shall see. Um, I'm hoping for a draw. I th- really think that's going to be their best, the, the best result, uh, the, mo- the most likely best result for them. I think the most likely result is that we lose, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, we're in the playoffs no matter what, and I'm pretty sure we're going to finish sixth no matter what. We'll just have to see how it goes. Um, but anyway, you know, really hoping for the draw. At least get one more final point. Um, see how it goes, but 
you know, that's how it is. So, oh, I really wish T2 had won tonight. Really, really did. I had to watch from home because, <clears throat> again, you know, my wife's not working. Got to watch my children. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it was a disappointing game to watch. Um, I do request that everyone who is listening go follow Josh at Joshua R. Duter and go follow Protagonist Soccer and the Lower League Soccer Show. I also must insist that you go and follow the Beautiful Game Network at BGN or at the BGN FM, I believe. I can't remember now. But if you go to BGN.FM, BGN.FM, go there, follow the Beautiful Game Network because we have a ton of podcasts on there. And like I said, we are adding written content, uslnews.com. Go there, catch the stuff. A lot of the stuff that's been happening in USL is actually pretty exciting. Um, USL rebranded very recently. It's now the USL Championship. And the new Division Three that's coming out next year, they're going to be USL League One. And the fourth division, USL PDL, that the Timbers Under 23 and Lane United are a part of, they're now the USL League Two. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? You got to go to uslnews.com, catch the article we have about that, all the discussion going on about that topic and others. Um, so be sure to add all those uh, to your to your ads, to your Twitters, your follows. Lastly, you absolutely have to add the USL show to your podcast repertoire. We do amazing things on that show. Um, our normal our normal episodes, plus we have special episodes where we interview. There's special episodes we do for just our patreon supporters called stick to soccer um that's gonna actually have another episode coming out very soon uh what we're the preview is we are going to pull a mystery science theater 3000 on a movie that i used to be in yes i have an imdb page don't recommend looking it up but we are going to do an mst3k on that movie in our next Patreon supporter episode. So check that out, theuslshow.com, if you want to join and become a Patreon supporter there, at the USL Show. If you just want to follow us on Twitter, you go to YouTube, where we live stream our podcasts, um, and subscribe. You can catch those. Those are always 6 p.m., Monday nights, Pacific time. Um, Keep following Play the Kids on Twitter. Stay subscribed. I really don't think this is going to be the end of the show one way or the other. Um, so follow, keep following us. If you don't follow us, do follow us at PTK Podcast. Playthekids.com. Subscribe. Stick with, stick around. Do all that stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm going to find the time. I'm going to try to find the time that Josh and I can get together and record an end of the season slash playoff episode. So we hopefully have one more episode coming out this this uh, this season. That's a, probably about all I can hope for. Like I said, life's getting busy. So you can find me online, Twitter, Play the Kids. You can find Josh, PDXFC, Twitter. Can't find me on Stumptown Footy anymore, but I'm also on the USL show. Um, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. They have been an immense sponsor this season. Um, so happy that we have them. Also, of course, thanks to the Beautiful Game Network, which we are proud to be part of. Um, you can find us on bgn.fm or playthekids.com. Even easier, do not forget to, to subscribe. Um, on the very, very slim 
pretty much off chance that this is my final recording. I do want to mention that this podcast has been an achievement for me, um, particularly the success of this season where we've doubled our average listeners, joined the Beautiful Game Network, stepped up our merch game, got a new t-shirt, got more stickers. Um, It has been an absolute joy, privilege to write for Stumptown Footy and all the work that I did um, doing that. You know, that all translated into what I've been doing recently with podcasting, the joy it is to do to do podcasts, creating my own podcast, um, and just the continued love and appreciation for this game. Um, none of this, none of this would have been possible without every one of you, the couple hundred of you who actually enjoy listening to my show. I truly appreciate it, and from the bottom of my heart, I really thank you all for your support.